0: Hi, my name is Ryan McGill. I am Associate Professor of School Psychology at the William Mary School of Education in Virginia, where I teach predominantly in the Graduate School Psychology program, in particular, a year-long two-course sequence in clinical assessment that is taken by first-year master's level students, where this course module and assignment are embedded in the second semester. So I first became aware of the Burroughs Center for Testing's Mental Measurements Yearbooks Reviews when I was a doctoral student and was also practicing simultaneously full-time as a school psychologist in a local school system. And I once I had access for the first time through my university's EBSCO database, I started to use the reviews to help aid my decision-making in terms of whether to adopt a test or whether to uh, utilize a newly revised test. Um, and it really was beneficial to see kind of an independent um, source to go to and know that that the quality of the reviews and the comprehensiveness of the reviews was not going to be in question, and that's really what I find to be the primary benefit of using those resources in my classes um, because that way students are exposed to sort of an independent voice that's regarded within the, the Um, assessment community is really a gold standard and so um, they know the information they're getting is of high quality and and um, the comprehensiveness of the the reviews is never in question. So in terms of the assignment um, it is a group test review but I think you will see that it goes beyond sort of that traditional test review where students largely just parrot the information uh, in terms of reliability and validity evidence that's reported in the technical manual and then just sort of say whether it comports with established standards or not, it really forces them to, to really uh, do a critical review of all of the sources of information that are out there, starting with the Burroughs reviews that are available through our university EBSCO database as well, and then looking for other reviews that may have uh, been published in other outlets and seeing if there's agreement there, and then working their way to the independent literature so they can see that, you know, you know, the There's a lot of information that we have to really evaluate um, for for tests and determine whether they're they're useful in clinical practice or not. And it's not as easy as just simply looking at the technical manual at times, especially when there's discrepancies in the literature. Um, So the student response has been interesting. Um, In their presentations, you can tell it's clear that – they have to wrestle with the fact that, you know, a, you know, the Burroughs Review may point out certain strengths and limitations. Other reviews may point out others. There may not necessarily be agreement across reviewers. And then you may have an independent body of literature that, that doesn't, um, that, that maybe ha- illuminates other findings. And so it can be really difficult to kind of reconcile so that they, they are really wrestling with that for the first time, really, in their clinical training, that um, it's there aren't always black and white scenarios with these matters. So in terms of practical suggestions, I think first and foremost, uh, students would benefit from having um, some type of measurement training so that they can do, you you know beforehand that they could have the skill set to go in and do a competent review that this assignment requires. Um, The second thing I'd say is it's useful for instructors to carefully curate The the tests that are available for them to use in their groups to ensure that there's one a Burroughs review available and and also that there's an adequate body of literature so that they will get the full benefit of of what the assignment requires. Um, So in closing. um, If you choose to adopt this course module. I wish you luck and I hope that you find it as beneficial as I have in my courses.